Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. One of my favorite books is Ready Player One. And if you're a loyal listener of this podcast, you will remember me saying that on an episode before. And if you're even an inkling curious about the metaverse that everyone seems to be talking about, it's a book you should read or at least watch the movie. <laughs> in short, it's set in the future where the metaverse is like where most people spend the bulk of their time. They, they tapped into the metaverse and their metaverse is one that we're really only dreaming about present day. They have not only the goggles that we are used to, but they have complete rigs that allow them to touch, see, feel, taste, and more. This past week at Afrotech World, in our own metaverse, we enjoyed our third installment of Afrotech World. And today's episode comes from Afrotech World 2022, and it's with Mary Spio, CEO and founder at Seek VR Metaverse, which directly connects music artists, athletes, and other digital content creators directly with their fans in virtual worlds. Aaron Ashley Simon, gaming and entertainment host, co-owner of XSET, which is the world's most diverse, innovative, and socially conscious pop gaming and esports set ever assembled. 
And Chris Barber, Director of AR Content Business Development and Partnerships at Meta. Gaming and the genesis of the metaverse. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Afro Techs Gaming and the Genesis of the Metaverse session. I'm very excited to be here today with two uh, industry experts, Aaron Ashley Simmon and Chris Barber to discuss uh, the metaverse. So I'm Mary Spio, I'm the founder and CEO of Seek VR. I'm a deep space scientist. I currently run Seek, the company that I founded, and we, the Seek metaverse enables music artists and uh, creators in general to be able to monetize their content in the metaverse through NFTs, through live events, and also through unique VR and AR experiences. Also on the board of Oculus um, VR for Good and on Amazon's board uh, for Launchpad. So super, super excited to have this uh, conversation here today. Aaron is the co-founder of XSET, which is an esports team. Um, Aaron is also a gaming and entertainment host. And Chris is the director of AR content, business development and partnerships at Meta. Chris leads the Meta AR develop a platform working with camera effects. And prior to that, Chris was also head of partnerships at Meta uh, Studios. And way before that, uh, Chris also was the lead digital global strategies for Adidas. So now I'll let our panelists talk a little bit about themselves. So if Aaron, you could share your journey into um, esports and then also into the metaverse and how you got to where you are today and then the same with chris yeah absolutely well thank you so much for having me and uh how i got into it i've always been a gamer my entire life that's been something that has always been a passion point for me and uh eventually you know i i started in traditional media and traditional sports worked in the music industry and then made my way over into gaming as as a broadcaster but then it's been it's developed a little more from there. Um, so I've been, um, you know, in addition to the broadcasting work that I do in the esports and gaming space, I'm also part of the ownership and executive team for XSET. And a lot of what we're doing is kind of that cross intersectional space uh, between gaming and pop culture. And it's really interesting because the metaverse and what, you know, Web3 and, and all of those conversations around that are very much intertwined with you know, pop culture and gaming, it's, it's probably the best intersection within the gaming space. And um, so I've been diving a little bit more into that uh, through the work that I do through EXA and then also personally as well. Excellent. And Chris, what about yourself? Yeah, well, uh, thanks. Thanks for having me, Mary. And uh, nice to be here with you, Aaron. Uh, so my, my path to Meta was, uh, as you noted, uh, from Adidas prior to, uh, uh, to joining Meta 11 years ago. And, you know, at Adidas is where I first had the opportunity to truly um, uh, take advantage of, on behalf of, of a brand, the tremendous opportunities that the emerging internet uh, was bringing in, in, into the world. Um, you know, I, I won't date myself, but but I'm going back into kind of the pre-mobile era when I was leading digital marketing for Adidas. And that opportunity to really be at the forefront of, of defining how people and brands build relationships through technology was really exciting. Um, that led me to Meta again 11 years ago. And um, since that time, I've been working at this intersection of businesses, developers, brands, 
and and technology as an enabler for relationships. And of course, held held firmly within that is is a belief that um, the relationships that we have uh, between ourselves and, and the people around us are the strongest relationships. Um, and enable us to, to have deeper and broader relationships with, with the companies who bring goods and services into our lives that are important. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Thank you both for joining us today. So there's so much talk about the metaverse now. You know, why do you think there's all this talk now? Because there's been Roblox and Fortnite and Second Life, and there's been a lot in terms of the metaverse, right? I would say metaverse 1.0, 2.0 even. Why do you think there's so much talk now? Sure, sure, I'll jump in. Well, we like to think about the metaverse as the, the next evolution of the internet, right? We've lived in the era of the mobile internet for, for some time now, and and the natural kind of sway of the kind of, of experiences that people, people wanna have are increasingly more immersive. You know, you think about, uh, text as a medium for communication and what that enables us, the kinds of shared experiences we can have through written text. And then, you know, we emerged into photo being uh, a medium for even more immersive ways for us to share our lives with one another and, and to participate in each other's lives. Now we're firmly in the era where video is, is accomplishing much of how we have shared in immersive experiences. So we believe that the next evolution of that is an internet that is immersive. So instead of looking at the internet, you're actually within the internet and that you're able to therefore have even stronger uh, personal relationships and, and connections with folks. So the timing is, is kind of right for the technology to evolve to a point where these kinds of experiences are possible. Uh, we're not quite there for, for that in the, the fullness of that vision, but we're very close. And, and gaming, uh, of course, is one of the, the use cases, if you will, that in which we're seeing some of the earliest um, light of these kind of experiences. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that like, I mean, anytime we talk about metaverse, I always say and, and tell people gaming was already ahead of the curve when it came to that. It was the industry that was really trying to expand the consumer's experiences when it came to utilizing the games themselves. I mean, even now, you know, not only are we looking at AR and VR, uh, but also you know, a lot more is being implemented when it comes to 3D audio and having that audio experience be more dynamic than it was previously. And so... You know, that interconnectivity, that immersion is something that is 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 being utilized in so many different shapes and forms in gaming um, that we're seeing others outside of it taking it into a whole nother level. I think, you know, even for the example of seeing Travis Scott you know, having his whole concert in Fortnite and then having that be a whole experience that people can interact with and then taking that same content and then implementing into YouTube and putting that into the traditional web too, which Chris, you were mentioning in terms of video. Um, and so it's, it's interesting that we're, we're not quite there, like Chris was saying, but the fact that gaming is becoming that vehicle for so many different industries who want to get to that, because we already have a lot of the tools and mechanics. I mean, also the fact that there are even like Unreal Engine, you know, that is a is a program and software that so many different uh, industries use. The film industry even uses it for CGI and other components. So I, it's it's really interesting how 
we're in this kind of like strange metaverse space where it's like we don't really quite have all the technology or even the affordability in some shape and form for that tech for average consumers yet. But it's starting to be implemented in, in bits and pieces. And I, I honestly say gaming is going to be at the forefront when it comes to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel, you know, the same way as well uh, in the sense that it's this evolution, right? So we saw Web 1.0 with text and the photos and Web 2.0 with video, social media. And then now we're evolving this movement to Web 3.0 with people wanting to be inside of this 3D metaverse and this, you know, living the experience versus watching the experience. So it's very exciting. How do you each define the metaverse? Um, I mean, I, I, I would just define it as an immersive experience. I think that like when we discuss the metaverse and just seeing some of the other, uh, just all these different examples of it, I think it's just to actually immerse yourself into this digital and virtual experience um, and get it to the point where literally when you're immersed in it, all of your senses are also activated in unison there. So it making it seem like you actually are there, even though you're, you're not, I think that's kind of where the, everyone wants to go. I always use this movie and this book as a great example is ready player one. Everyone wants that experience to be that immersive, um, uh, metaverse, uh, uh, situation that people can like literally put on a headset or, or get into some kind of, you know, equipment and be there. Uh, but now it's like, okay, how can we interact with just the, the, whether it is VR headsets or whether it is just the screen that we have, um, but tapping into all of our senses as much as possible so that people can actually feel in it versus just outside looking in, uh, I think is probably the, the best way that I could describe the, the metaverse. You know, uh, in many ways, it's, it's the, the evolution of the internet, right? And, mm -hmm. and it's an internet that enables us to be within. But I would say that the defining kind of aspect of that is this sense of presence, being present with people, regardless of the distance, you know, between you uh, and, and not only people, things as well. You know, I, I like to think about it kind of philosophically as, as collapsing space and time. You know, um, an example for AR, you know, the ability to have an artifact, an ancient artifact that you would never be able to touch in the real world present in your space you know, is, is this collapsing of time, if you will. And for us to be on a holographic video call together or playing a game in, in a completely immersive um, environment is this collapsing of distance um, between us. So this, this notion of presence is really, I believe, foundational to what the metaverse will, will be. And then all kinds of experiences can be built on top of that. Gaming, shopping, uh, learning, um, you know, all, Music, all yeah, everything, everything, everything for sure. Absolutely. Erin, I love what you mentioned about this aspect of being in it versus outside watching in, you know, for me, for example, my, um, experience, right. My first experience with Oculus, I talk about the fact that as a child, I watched this program on space exploration, which kind of changed my view of what was possible in the world. And I always felt like I wanted to know what it would be like to walk on the moon. But this was watching it on TV versus when I put on the Oculus and I was actually on the moon. And, you know, I had this moment of, wow, now I know exactly what it feels like 
versus being outside watching an experience. And that's, you know, some of the exciting things about um, the metaverse. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. 
And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. So Chris, for you in AR and then also with social media, where do you see the intersection um, of the metaverse with AR and then also with social media? So AR is one of the foundational technologies that, that will enable the metaverse. You know, we think a lot about um, how people can come into the metaverse. Right now, you know, you come into the internet largely on a device that, that has a two-dimensional interface. Uh, and so, you know, what are the, the modes with, with which people are going to come into the metaverse? And two of them are undoubtedly going to be AR and VR. Mm-hmm. And so from an AR standpoint, I think a lot about the kinds of experiences that AR technology can unlock that help create that sense of presence that I spoke about. So one example, again, is bringing bringing objects into your physical space, 3D objects that aren't physically in your space, but being able to bring them into your space um, and have an immersive or semi-immersive experience with them. I mean, we talk uh, a lot about gaming and Aaron can... I think attest to this, it's the fact that gaming happens within a social context between people. That's what kind of brings the, the power to, to the experience. So we think, you know, there's going to be a limitless number of social experiences that can be created. The last thing I'll say on, on just the role of, of social media, I believe that, that there's going to be an incredibly strong creator community that emerges um, to, to generate all of the content in, in the metaverse and a creator economy supporting it. And a lot of the foundations of that, some of the decentralization that you noted, Mary, a lot of the, you know, the ways that creators are thinking about their art and their creativity and how um, ownership looks for them, all of these things into the future are kind of the norms for that are being experimented with today in social media. Um, so that's another area where the social media environment kind of intersects with the future. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to get back to decentralization and how digital currencies are going to enable, you know, the metaverse. But before that, Aaron, what type of technologies do you think uh, we're going to need uh, in order for gaming to become more immersive? Um, one thing that we are actually starting to see, which is a little bit of a step in the direction, is you know, whether it's with Unity um, or utilizing the technology platforms as like Unreal Engine 5, um, we're starting to see even the graphical elements of video games are enhancing. Um, And that graphical element actually helps more with that transition into 3D from 2D. Uh, And But I have to say, we made such a big progress. I mean, gaming is actually a very young industry. It has not been around super, super long. So to go from 8-bit over into where we are now has been a bigger leap. I think that the, the more that we... Uh, specifically in gaming, the more that we utilize those technologies of Unity and Unreal Engine um, and add more of those graphical elements that increases the 3D ability, 
it's going to make it better. I mean, now we're starting to see games where water actually moves and functions like water or even the texture of people's hair and the way that sunlight in the game hits the hair and how it changes. That is actually the first necessary step before we even get to that immersive 3D experience because you want to, like like we're talking about, you want to feel like things are real in, in, in whatever uh, area space that you're in. So that element of enhancing currently the model that we have from a graphical standpoint is going to be the first technology step that we need to make before we can even focus on, okay, how do we put them into this game or how do we put it into this space? Because, um, you know, those elements of reality um, and also elements of just even fluidity of functionality and motion are, are part of the reason why right now some people who are consumers and gamers aren't really into VR right now is because it's not as fluid and it's not as quite immersive as we want it yet. So those are the necessary steps that I feel like from a technological standpoint that we'll have to get to uh, before we even consider putting people in or maybe in unison, but you still need to have those, you know, CGI and, and graphical elements be as realistic as possible before you can even really think about, okay, how do we get them into it? Yeah, and I think a lot has improved too. And maybe people's view of where VR technology, for example, was like when we created Seek on the DK1, you know, the way it looked, looking at it now versus, you know, an experience that I was in on Oculus just this weekend. It's, it's a massive difference. It's a massive leap. It looks so incredibly awesome. Um, I did a workshop um, also on Oculus where you know we were it, it was so fluid you know so i think that a lot of people probably still haven't come back from their experiences from where things were but there's definitely been leaps and we hope to see you know even more uh, leaps happen for the graphics as you said especially when it comes to gaming which is very high intensity uh, versus maybe if you're in an experience like a seek watching a concert which is more passive uh, experience. So, you know, we hope to continue to see a lot more of those um, advancements. So, um, Chris, in terms of AR, how do you see, you know, the mechanics of that? So, you know, it's likely that there'll be uh, a spectrum of devices uh, that, that people utilize to, to interact with the metaverse. Surely VR headsets and headsets generally that enable a completely immersive experience where you're, you know, fully transported into, into a, another environment will play a significant role. And, and there'll be a lot of experiences that we'll, we'll want to have in that way. Concerts, performances, games, you know, uh, many, many experiences. Then there will also be a, a place for other types of hardware. Um, I work on AR, so I think a lot about AR glasses and the role that AR glasses will play in enabling the metaverse and the ability to have experiences where, again, you're, you're, you're transporting people and things across, across space and time and visually um, enabling people to conjure content in the space that they are. Um, is, is going to bring really, really powerful opportunities for, for the metaverse uh, as well. And then, you know, mobile is, is not going anywhere. You know, somebody um, shared a quote with me recently that, that was really powerful, which was, as a species, we don't move past technology. We build on top of it. 
right? Like think about every technology that we have. It, 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 there was a precursor that we built on top of. So I, I don't imagine that mobile devices are, are going anywhere. You know, I think they'll just have a role that's that's kind of commensurate with with this portfolio of devices that that we have. And then, as Aaron noted, you know, we haven't even touched on audio and all these kinds of other ways that we'll be able to to interact with with the world around us under this broad um, umbrella of the metaverse. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So going back to uh, decentralization. Um, Aaron, we see a lot of GameFi. We see, I think that another hallmark of the metaverse is going to be decentralization. How do you see all of this unfolding first with, you know, from your purview, Chris, and then also from your uh, viewpoint, Aaron? So we're going to continue to invest in building products that support an infrastructure, if you will, a foundational infrastructure for the metaverse. So our CEO announced last week that we are bringing NFTs to, to Instagram in, in the future. I think that's an example of the kind of things that we'll do to support creators where they are. And, and again, building this infrastructure on which the metaverse can blossom. Okay, awesome. Erin, where do you see uh, the role of NFTs and also digital currencies in the work that you're doing and in gaming industry as a whole? Well, so cryptocurrency is already starting to integrate it itself into gaming already. Um, there are some games that have uh, more of a reward system that implements cryptocurrency. And uh, there's also even some creators that are starting to evolve from that. I think one of the things that's happening right now in gaming is actually there's a lot of gaming consumers that do not embrace NFTs right now. Um, a little bit of cryptocurrency, but mostly they're anti-NFTs. Uh, I think part of the problem is, you know, from my understanding from, from those I know who develop games, the understanding of game, like how people understand game development is not really um, connecting to those who are integrating themselves into the NFT space. I think that in terms of cryptocurrency, that space is is where I feel like it's being more implemented and probably will uh, move a lot more quickly versus NFTs. Um, and then I think uh, another thing too is part of it is how do we battle some of the systemic issues that are plaguing creators to begin with? I think that no matter what we do, whether we have a decentralized format, whether we have NFTs, VR, AR, if we don't fix the systemic issues that are happening now in Web 2, it's going to be the same issue later on in Web 3. And part of that is education and information um, and also resources as well. So I think that basically, you know, the setup right now for gaming is that it's free to play, but you have to spend a lot of money on, you know, uh, costumes, specific DLCs, which is downloadable content and so forth. I think that integrating cryptocurrency into that is going to definitely be beneficial um, and also an opportunity for like, OK, if you play a game, you can earn um, different currencies. Right. But I think that personally for me, I think that NFT currently where it is, I understand the 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 concept behind it and the um, ownership and be able to have a, more of an authentication to your art or your projects or your pieces um, in the digital space. However, I think right now there's a disconnect in people understanding how game development actually works and figuring out how that can be implemented. So it's 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 a very unique space that's happening right now, um, and it's changing over time. And and I'm really excited for it because you know gaming is pretty much digital. And kind of like Chris, what you were mentioning in terms of mobile, mobile is actually one of the biggest areas for gaming, and actually one of the most underrated 
right now what we're seeing in the gaming space is essentially um it's not exclusivity anymore it is accessibility so people like all these companies whether it's microsoft or any of them they want so that you play and you have access to their games and titles and you play anywhere on any platform at any time so basically be able to go from my computer take a game for my computer have my phone play on my phone while i'm going somewhere taking the subway um also you know having it be okay i'm at a friend's house oh i can oh you want to play a game with each other oh we can take the game that i already started go to my friend's place sign in so that's kind of like what we're seeing in terms of overall gaming and i think that everything we're talking about is going to be implemented in some shape or form i just think that right now there's such a disconnect between how gaming is and just some of the tools and resources that we have in the web3 space i think People need to talk more with each other and work with each other more, I feel like, in order for it to be integrated a lot more. Um, but it's it's going to happen because gaming is helping to drive the culture in, in so many different shapes and forms. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news 
sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Yeah, absolutely. Could you touch a little bit on the systemic issues that um, you're referring to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we see it right now in, in terms of, of social media. And, and, and I can speak more to the, for example, black creators, right? There's a lot of different black creators who are literally driving the culture. I always say black creators are the backbone of the creator economy. A lot of the trends that are created are started by black creators. There's actually studies that show that TikTok creators uh, and, and black content creators are, are paid less than their counterparts. Um, also, you know, I think even when it comes to streaming for so, for gaming on Twitch and YouTube, uh, there are some amazing black creators, but they're still battling with the issues of racism or even sexism on the digital platform. So a lot of the same societal issues that we see in real life are still implemented in the digital space. Uh, and then, you know, I think another thing too is going back to resources and information. So there's also that socioeconomic um, part of it too. Because, you know, even though we do have the internet and we have access to all information, if you don't know someone in this space, if you don't really have anyone around you that can help teach you it, you're not going to know where to go at all. I mean, even mm -hmm. now there is certain information like, okay, developing LLCs and basics of business, even content creators don't understand, don't know, or don't have access to because some of these creators are very young. Like in the gaming space, there could be a creator who has millions of followers and they're only 18 years old. So it's like, how can we expect them to understand what they need to do, right? Um, and so some of these problems that we're seeing right now and, and when it comes to the overall creator economy, it's still going to be the same issues that we're going to see later on. Um, so it's like, how can we best prepare all these different creators and prepare them to be able to increase uh, different revenue sources, whether it is through um, the the traditional currency standards of, of dollars or, or, or whatever their, their, you know, currency is versus cryptocurrency. And, oh, how do they authenticate their art digitally so that people just don't steal it and all these different things. I think that as we grow this environment, you know, education and access are just going to be just as important as the technological advances that we're having. Absolutely. You touch on a very good point, right? And I'm, I'm like sitting here uh, super excited because that's actually the crux of what we do at Seek. Our mission is creating parity for all creators, no matter where they're located in the world. And you see a disproportionate amount of um, urban creators on our platform and then also international creators. And it's because even when it comes to music, a lot of them have expressed to us that they get paid less for their streams because it's considered like if it's urban, it's usually considered not being brand friendly, but a different artist can have the same lyrics and the same content if, and even the same genre, but then because they look different, they will earn more and they're considered more brand friendly. Um, and so for uh, crypto, for example, being able to pay someone, let's say one seek, for no matter what their genre is, then the smart contracts can also automatically make that payment. So we don't see, you know, if that person is black, brown, green, it doesn't really matter. 
if the condition is met, then they're paid for their work. And, you know, and so that's also what decentralization can do uh, in terms of taking out some of these systemic biases, you know, so that's definitely touching on a very, very key point. Chris, so what are you most excited about uh, in terms of the metaverse and your work that you're doing with Meta and uh, Web 3.0? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm incredibly excited about um, a future in which I can be close to the people who are important to me, no matter where they are. Um, and, and it sounds, you know, frankly, kind of like a simple principle because it, 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 it's what we all desire, right? But technology is just now catching up to enable that in ways that today, frankly, are going to feel pretty magical and, and like science fiction, but they're coming. And, and I'm excited about that. Um, you know, I talked about this, this idea of holographic communication, holograms, and just that sense of real presence with another human being in, in my space. Um, or, you know, similarly through avatars in a completely virtual environment, that, uh, that feeling of being together, I think is, is just something that um, is very powerful. I don't know if, if you all have, have played with uh, Horizon World on, on the Quest, but it's an environment where you can share time with, with people within VR. And it's unquestionably the most powerful uh, expression of presence I've, I've had with technology. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to more of that. And, and then, as I described earlier, this creator ecosystem, I'm very passionate about. I love the conversation around equity, parity, transparency, safety, all of those things. You know, as Aaron noted, it's fundamental that they're baked in, uh, you know, from the ground up. My hat goes off to you, Mary, and the work that you all are doing at Seek, because it sounds incredibly important towards ensuring that the Internet of the future is more equitable, inclusive, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, those are a couple of things I'm really excited about. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. What about you, Erin? I'm just, I'm really excited to see how the metaverse and decentralization, like how it's going to intertwine all the various industries and entertainment. I think right now we're we're starting to see not only the transformation of the gaming industry, you know, it's always been mainstream but it's being embraced on a whole different level here in the united states than ever before and then now we're starting to see it's not only just like gaming by itself or music industry by itself or tv they all are intermixing together and so it actually because of that's going to create a lot more opportunities for all the different sectors in entertainment but also all the creators in the space as well and i know that you know, these, the two components of, you know, utilizing metaverse and, you know, cryptocurrencies and decentralization, like that's going to be a big play for how creatives will thrive and how they will develop, you know, the next uh, transformational games or TV programs or things like that. So I'm really excited to see how things will be reshaping and restructuring within the next 10 years. Awesome. So what's on the horizon for you, Erin? Oh, man. Uh, that's a good question. A lot. I, I do, you know, I've been uh, doing a lot of broadcasting and hosting work. Uh, there are some shows that are in the works that, unfortunately, I'm ending out the wazoo, but I do have that. And then i um, been working a lot with XSET to um, utilize our organization and our resources and information to, to assist with 
uh, showcasing, highlighting so many different creators in the gaming esports space, and also uh, very much supporting underserved communities like you know blind community, black community, women, and LGBTQ plus. Uh, we're very big on giving back and um, creating a more uh, welcoming environment in gaming because uh, I know the digital space sometimes is not always welcoming because people can be anonymous. So we try to do our best to change the industry in, in what we can. And we're also keeping tabs on a lot of the different technology changes and advancements in gaming esports and figuring out ways to integrate that with our work and our talent. So those are some of the things that we have coming up. Um, and I'm really excited for people to see even more. As Erin, the businesswoman, I'll be expanding beyond just what I what I do in the broadcasting and as an org owner. Awesome. Awesome. Chris, what's on the horizon and what can we expect five years from now? <laughs> well, uh, I won't predict five years from now, but what, what okay. I'll say is is uh, uh, that there are clear there's a clear trajectory on is um, many of the things you spoke about earlier, um, the advancement of technologies that that are going to enable richer, more immersive experiences. Um, uh, AR glasses again, very close to my my day to day. So that's that's one area. Um, and, and smart glasses and wearable devices, generally speaking, that will enable us to have new kinds of, of relationships with the world around us, I think is where um, we're just going to continue to see tremendous strides being made in, in the short term. And, and I believe that, you know, in, in the not too distant future, um, that, that we'll have the opportunity to, to utilize all these devices to, to have rich experiences that, that we probably could, couldn't even imagine today, um, which is why I'm dodging your five years. <laughs> okay, awesome, awesome. Thank you all so much. I think that's all the time that we have. Uh, it's been an incredible panel. And, you know, I urge everyone out there to buy a VR headset, try it out, you know, uh, look at all the esports. Check out Aaron's company. Check out Meta, Oculus. Check out what they're doing in AR. You know, for myself, I know that I went to a diversity event at uh, then Facebook, right, at Meta, and I got a chance to experience the Oculus, and a whole new, you know, career was born for me in VR. That was the birth of Seek. So you just have to try it out. You know, we're at a time where the rules are being written. It hasn't been written yet and you can be a part of it. So just step out there into the metaverse and see what develops. Thank you all so much for being part of this panel. Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech. On the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. And it's produced by Morgan Devon and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Love Beach and Marissa Lewis. A special thank you to Micah Davis, Jermaine Hall, and Vanessa Serrano. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at Afrotech.com. Enjoy your Black Tech Green Money? Leave us a five star rating on iTunes. Go get your money. Peace and love.
State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic. And at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.